Hey GOTA members, welcome back for another episode of GOTA TV. Can you believe that we're only two weeks away from this year's GOTA annual convention in beautiful San Diego, California? Today's episode is all about convention and this year's theme of building a bridge for future leaders. Before we get out to San Diego, we wanted to go through a few reminders. If you've already registered for this year's event, you can log in through the convention website to see a full list of attendees. Go through the attendee list and make note of anybody that you want to try to connect with during the show. Then, once this year's convention app is live, you can set appointments right through the app. And the annual convention has plenty of opportunities to network. The show ends at noon each day, leaving afternoons free for networking and hospitality events. New this year is the Networking 360 event, which takes place at 7.30 on October 7th. This new event is completely full and offers an opportunity for suppliers and distributors to meet in a speed networking format. We're incredibly excited about this event and we hope that it will become a mainstay at conventions going forward. Following the Networking 360 on October 7th is the Contact Booth Program. On the convention website you can see the floor plan and booth numbers of all the exhibiting GOTA suppliers. This three-hour event is probably the best networking opportunity GOTA members have all year, so make sure that you take full advantage. In addition to the Contact Booth Program and Networking 360, several of GOTA's committees have set up their own events. All the GOTA Volunteer Committees will be meeting on Wednesday, October 5th to discuss their agendas for 2023. And besides those committee meetings, the Women of Guests and Welding Committee is hosting an off-site networking event on October 6th, while the Young Professionals Committee is holding their event on October 7th, featuring guest speaker Major General Malcolm Frost, who you will hear more about later in this episode. Finally, we have three amazing receptions planned, which are tailor-made for networking. On Wednesday evening, we have the Newcomers Reception and President's Welcome Reception, which both take place on the hotel grounds. And on Saturday, October 8th, we have the President's Farewell Gala, which takes place on board the historic USS Midway. Make sure to bring your aviators for this Top Gun themed event. We can't wait to see everybody in a couple of weeks. We've got interviews with three of this year's keynote presenters and it all comes right after a word from today's presenting sponsor, Computers Unlimited. Hello everyone, David Scher here with Tracy Hunt and Frank Haskett. We're looking forward to seeing everyone at the upcoming annual GATA conference in San Diego. If you'd like to learn more about the latest TIM software products, or are you considering exploring a new software system? Or interested in hearing about the next-gen applications? Be sure to visit with us at booth 206 or just stop by to say hi. Thank you and safe travels. Joining us first today is Major General Malcolm Frost. General Frost will be giving a keynote presentation on Saturday, October 8th during this year's annual convention. General Frost, it's an honor to have you with us today. General Frost, you'll be giving a keynote presentation at convention. Can you give attendees a sneak peek of some of the key points that you'll be discussing? Sure thing. Well, first off, I think when you look at what the gases and, and welding distributors of a, of a association is going through this year, I, I, you know, there, it's a complex, dynamic, and uncertain time in, in every industry. Uh, and I think the theme of the conference, Building a Bridge for Future Leaders, really helps to paint the picture for what I'm going to talk about. Uh, you know, first off, I'm, I'm tremendously excited. I, I want to thank Bob Ewing and the, and the GATA team for, for inviting me. But uh, I, I, I want to focus in on two areas, if I can. First off is on the 7th, we're going to be doing a session, a training workshop, 
with the young professionals. And I'm going to be doing a two hour workshop where I'm going to talk about how to enhance their leadership identity. I'm going to give them some tips and tools, actionable techniques, have them interact with each other. And I think it's going to be a, a very dynamic session. It's going to be fun. Uh, and then we are going to do a team building exercise uh, and they're going to get to know each other, get to network. Uh, there are a lot of surprises in store. It's going to be fun and it's going to challenge them. And I can't wait for it. You just mentioned that this year's theme is building a bridge for future leaders. You specialize in people development and change management. Are there any common missteps that you've seen companies make in preparing their future leaders to assume those leadership positions? Yeah, I, I think a lot of organizations, it's, you know, we're, we're so focused on uh, the emergent or what's right in front of us in the short term. Uh, some organizations are able to develop long-term plans and have a strategy for what that looks like, but but a lot don't, and, and that's understandable just because of the, the grind of the day-to-day. But I think it's incredibly important, and a lot of organizations do not focus on and have a program for how to develop their leaders and how do they hand off uh, their organizations uh, to leaders that they're confident in that come behind you. And what you have to understand is you have to have a program for that. You have to have tools and techniques and tips, and you've got to have a, a development program uh, for those young professionals and those who are coming up in the organization. Because as a leader, the most important thing that you can leave behind is the legacy of those that come behind you. So what are you doing to pay it forward? I'm going to give you some some uh, vignettes from combat and some some very, very, uh, what, I, what I'd say, intense leadership lessons that I have learned along the way. Uh, but the most important thing is, is what can you do from a programmatic perspective? And then what are the tools that you can put into place so you can develop that program and grow those leaders throughout your organization? I'm going to touch on that with the young professionals on the 7th, but then on the 8th, I'm going to really hit that home and hit it hard in the keynote speech I give. And, and so that's really the end state of this. And so the biggest thing to answer your question is how do you develop your leaders through internal processes, bringing in external folks? And that's why I've got to applaud GADA and what they're doing. They are bringing in folks from the outside to give perspective context, allow all the members to take a tactical pause and think about their leadership development and what they're doing in their organizations, especially as you're at this transition point where a lot of folks are getting ready to hand off their companies to other you know, young professionals that are coming up. So that's going to be my focus, building a bridge for future leaders. GADA's past president, Abity Butler-Moore, liked to give members an assignment at each convention. She would say, find one or two key takeaways that will help pay for your trip. So for your presentation, what are those one or two key takeaways that you want attendees to be able to bring back to their companies? I, I don't want it even to be three, two. I want to give them a, a roadmap for how, you know, so a, on, at the macro level, a roadmap. What is it that I can do programmatically to set the organizational structure uh, program system so I have this process to develop leaders? And then I want to give them uh, a handful of tips, specific techniques, tools that they can use not just for themselves, but then maybe to institute in their organization that helps to develop through that programmatic process uh, in their organization. So uh, I, I got it. One or two things that you want to take away. My goal is, is you take more than that away just from what I'm going to present. Although there's going to be a bushel load of great presenters that are going to be there. So I'm just happy to be on the team, be able to help, uh, you know, give some lessons and some, some uh, thought, you know, some provoking thoughts. I'm not going to give away the tools now. You got to wait. You got to be there on the 7th and the 8th to get them. Is there anything you want attendees to bring into your presentation or a certain state of mind that you want them to be in before they arrive in San Diego? It's a great question. For the young professionals, what I want them to get out of this uh, is I want them to come in with a mindset that they're going to be open. They're going to learn. I want them to interact with each other. I'm going to force that interaction. I want them to participate, come in with an open mind, understand that uh, disagreement is not disrespect. 
and, and they're going to build bonds, they're going to network, and they're going to learn from each other, and they're going to learn from me. And so that's the biggest thing is coming with an open mind and ready to dive in and engage and participate, uh, because that's what that workshop is going to be. For the keynote, what I, what I think the mindset that, I, that I'd like folks to come in is that uh, understand that leadership is leadership. It doesn't matter who you are and where you are, what your background is. I grew up in an environment of leadership in the United States military, in the Army, through the crucible of combat. But at the same time, leadership is leadership. Um, it doesn't matter if you're leading a platoon or if, it, or if you're leading you know, a, a division in an organization or, or a directorate. Leadership is leadership, and we can all learn from each other. Every single day I learn about how to become a better leader. I want them to say, you know, to come in and say, I, I can learn because everyone has a diverse and different background uh, from a leadership perspective. And, and that's what I love about the rich uh, agenda that you have there at, at this conference in San Diego. So my hope is come with an open mind. I know that while I have a military background uh, that I have now translated that uh, into the corporate world and those lessons, I think, translate directly just as they do in the corporate world back to the military. So we can all learn from each other. Uh, and that's the open mind that I hope that they come in with, especially when they listen to me, uh, because it's going to be there's going to be some intense, uh, some intense conversations uh, and, and a couple of vignettes that I think are going to really keep people on the edge of their seat. General Frost, thank you so much for your time. We look forward to seeing you in San Diego. To learn more about Major General Malcolm Frost, visit his website at malcolmfrost.com or click the link in the description below. Put WealthCoa's manufacturing expertise to work for you. WealthCoa has been creating solutions in manufacturing gas-related products for over 50 years. Its team takes the time to understand your fill plant environment and design a solution that meets and often exceeds the objectives. When you choose WealthCoa, you can rest assured that you'll be investing in the most dependable, made-in-the-USA products on the market today. We're here to support you, Gotta. Get more with WealthCoa today. We are lucky enough to be joined next today by Dr. Michaela Bucchianeri, who will be giving a presentation on Thursday, October 6th, during this year's annual convention. Michaela, thank you so much for joining us today. For those viewers who will be in attendance in San Diego, what are some of the key topics that you'll be discussing during your presentation? So this session came about actually in response to a direct request from GATA members. Um, our current president, Bob Ewing, feels really strongly that this deserves a, a place on the docket for this year's meeting. Um, and it fits really beautifully with the overarching theme for this year of building a bridge to future leaders. So we're going to be starting out really by addressing the reality of the mental health crisis and what it means for GATA member organizations and the people who run them. Next, we'll be hearing from industry leaders to actually get a sense of how they're actively navigating these opportunities and challenges. Finally, we'll be exploring what the research has to say about what goes into building a healthy workplace so that these opportunities can be leveraged for attendees. You just mentioned the mental health crisis that's happening in our country. Increasingly, workers are valuing mental health and work-life balance over salary considerations. Can you discuss that shift that has taken place across the workforce? So we've really seen, especially in recent years, a shift in consciousness toward these other goals, these other priorities and values that members of the workforce have across all different industries. It's well and good to list um, financial economic security on a list of must-haves, and that is an essential part of satisfaction in our work. And yet, when that comes at odds with some other competing values that we have, that's where people find themselves in a bit of a dilemma. And so 
what we're really seeing is that it doesn't have to be one or the other. Workplaces can really provide people with everything they need. It's just a matter of seeing these opportunities where compromise needs to be struck. With the theme of this year's convention being building a bridge for future leaders, there seems to be a generational divide between how employees think of work-life balance. Generalizing a bit, but the people who are filling the positions have always tended to put work at the top of their priority list, whereas younger generations may take a work-to-live, not-live-to-work type of attitude. How can employers work on creating cultures that are attractive from a work-life balance perspective? Absolutely. First of all, leading by example is one of the most potent ways to drive that change at the organizational level. New members of the workforce really do, it's, it's essential that they see their mentors at every different stage really walking the talk, really living out the kind of balance that they want to see for themselves. That goes such a long way. And so the first step is for leaders at all different levels to really reflect on what kind of balance am I striking in my day-to-day -day life? Knowing that true balance is an illusion. We're not striving for perfection. It's more about being aware on a day-to-day -day level of whether you are really living out your values as a whole person. How can companies that already have that strong culture do a good job of promoting that culture to prospective employees or their future leaders? Well, we know that when an individual and a company are in survival mode, it's hard to do much else. And so when we look at what's possible um, when companies are implementing the ingredients that make for a healthy, mentally healthy workplace, those companies transform over time. So healthy companies and people are nimble, responsive, respected, um, innovative. And these are all qualities that will always be attractive to new talent in the workforce. With all the information that attendees will receive over the course of the conference, what's the one biggest takeaway that you want them to bring home from your presentation? Mental health is a big topic and it runs the risk of causing overwhelm, which we know leads to inaction. That's the last thing we want. So my greatest hope is that attendees will leave this presentation really believing that they have the tools to leverage micro interactions, micro opportunities in their day-to-day -day life at work to really drive change toward a mentally healthy workplace. So with that in mind, what's the mental state that you want attendees walking into your presentation with? So because this might be for some an unexpected topic to see kicking off our first day, um, it's helpful if people come in with an open mind. Likely there will be some folks in attendance this session for whom mental health is an unexpected topic to see along with everything else at this meeting. For others, they will have been eagerly anticipating having a conversation about this. And so if everyone can come in prepared to just do some, some reflection of their own and really keep their mind open to the possibilities of how easy and doable it is. Michaela, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate it. Hobart Institute of Welding Technology offers an AWS certified welding supervisor prep for exam course. This course teaches distributors how to bring real value to their customers by assisting them to reduce weld metal volume, reduce rejects, rework, scrap, and much more. Check our website to see all courses or contact us today at 937-332-9500 for more information on enrollment requirements. Finally, we're joined today by Dirk Beveridge, founder of Unleash WD and executive producer of We Supply America. Dirk will be moderating a keynote panel on Saturday, October 8th. Dirk, we appreciate you being on the show. Dirk, you'll be moderating a panel on the final day of convention. What can attendees expect out of that presentation? 
Yeah, Steve, thank you. You know, uh, I have the honor of leading what I believe is a very important, timely, and relevant panel discussion uh, during the national meeting down in San Diego. You know, the theme throughout GAUTA all year has been about building a bridge for future leaders. And I have the opportunity to have four amazing individuals from two organizations to talk about the importance and the how-to of transitioning the business from one generation to the next. I'm gonna be joined by Nicole and Jim Kessler from Norco, who have 75 locations in seven Western states, and Allison and Jim Earlbeck from Earlbeck Gases and Technology, who have four locations in Maryland and Pennsylvania. And you know, Steve, what I believe is that there is a tsunami confronting us in terms of the number of businesses that are ready to transition their business from one generation to the next in the next five to seven years. And what I've found from my research is that 62% of these businesses do not feel prepared. They do not feel that they have the capabilities and the plan and the processes and the team in place to ensure the long-term sustainability and relevance of their businesses. So what we're going to do down in San Diego is we're going to have this very important, very important conversation about the transitioning of the business from one generation to the next. We're gonna talk about how it's done right. And by the way, some lessons of what we've learned when it wasn't done right. And we'll share with you some very specific um, items that you can take away to have those needed conversations in your business uh, to ensure that we build that bridge in your organization. From the one generation who I say is in the fourth quarter of their career to those, the next generations, we're gonna take it for years to come. Can you discuss your background and how that will inform the direction of this panel discussion? Yeah, so um, th thanks Steve. So I am the president and founder of Unleash WD. Uh, we're a design, innovation, and strategy firm that helps independent distribution businesses remain relevant, profitable, and sustainable in this age of disruption. We do that through our keynote speaking. We do it through our strategy sessions. We do it through our research, our books, and our strategy sessions with uh, distribution businesses, manufacturing organizations, and associations. In addition to that, um, the last two years, We've created this platform called We Supply America, where I've been crossing the country uh, over the last two years in the We Supply America RV, meeting with over 50 different businesses. And we've had a unique, I believe a one of a kind insight over the last 12 months, the last two summers in terms of so many things, the challenges, the opportunities, but I'm gonna say right now, the importance of independent family owned businesses and the importance of these businesses um, to the employees, to the customers, to the local markets, and dare I even say, to our country and our society. And, um, uh, and, and so those are some of the insights we're gonna be bringing to the panel discussion. In recent years, we've seen a rise in private equity, major corporations, and foreign companies purchasing GATA distributorships. Ken Thompson also wrote a piece for the fourth quarter issue of Welding Gases Today discussing disintermediation. Can you discuss those trends and what you feel they will mean for the future of the independent distributor? I gotta tell you something. It's, um, you just asked a question that's near and dear to my heart. And as I say, if you spend two summers 
traveling over 32,000 miles through 40 different states, meeting with over 50 different businesses, um, and not just meeting with the C-suite, uh, meeting with the operators on the filling line, meeting with the drivers, meeting with the marketers, meeting with the trainers and the counter salespeople and all aspects of the business. I, I, I will tell you this, um, you start looking at the business of distribution, you start looking at business, um, you start looking at the importance of what independent family-owned businesses mean to this country. And I'll say it this way. Um, for about the last six weeks, as I've been talking to the employees of these businesses, I ask a question. I say, do you ever feel like our country is being torn apart? Do you ever feel, do you ever get tired of left versus right, red versus blue, Republican versus Democrat? My social cause is more important than your social cause. Be quiet. Listen to me. You're wrong. I'm right. Do you ever get tired of that? And I do. Um, Everybody is. I'll digress. I just received an email from a from a um, acquaintance of mine down in Brazil, who loves the United States of America, and he just sent to me a prayer to save America from this breaking apart that he sees from the distance of Brazil. And here's my point. I not only believe, I know unequivocally that the answers to our country's problems are found within the four walls of independent family-owned businesses. When you take a look at these businesses, the culture, the purpose, the generosity, the goodness, when you take a look at the dignity and the respect of the individual in these businesses, when you take a look at the risk taking for the betterment of everybody, when you see um, uh, um, the, the, the commitment to the personal growth and to unleash the human spirit of every employee in these businesses, I gotta tell you something, it's special, it's right, and it's good. And it's what our country needs to focus on. Our country has gotta stop focusing on what we hear out of Washington, DC. We've gotta stop focusing on that general business narrative of Wall Street, of Silicon Valley. Those aren't the answers. The answers are what I see when I get to hug your drivers, when I get to cry with operations, warehouse pickers and fillers, as they tell me personal stories about the tattoo, the flower tattoo on their arm that their, the, her, her, her brother drew who committed suicide. The answers to our country's problems are right in front of us. 
And we have to, we have to help this country focus on the right, on the good. And I tell you, I tell you, it's in these independent family-owned businesses where the answers lie. You mentioned the distributors that you visited on the We Supply America tour. You've also visited several GAUTA members during your travels. What are some of the things that you learned from your visits with them? That, great question. I, and I got to tell you, some of my favorite stops over the We Supply America tour of the last two years has been with GAUTA members. Um, I've had a chance to uh, spend time with Indiana Oxygen, with CK in St. Louis, General Air in Denver, Red Ball Oxygen down in Louisiana, Rotterman uh, Manufacturing down in Houston, Texas. And, and I have to tell you, um, I have come in the last two years to absolutely love um, GATA, GATA members and what you all stand for. I, you know, I, I'm out championing the noble calling of distribution. And what does that mean, right? What does that mean? You know, on one level, what I say that it means is, you know, uh, independent family-owned distributors are part of a $7 trillion in economic engine, the third largest economic engine on this planet behind the GDP of China and the United States. Um, I find that to be noble. Um, they create over 6 million jobs, right? And just think about what those jobs mean to individuals, families, local communities, and, and, and everything. I, I find that to be very, very noble. Um, and then if we look at it at another level, you think about who GATA members are serving, the healthcare industry, industry, education systems, restaurants, and you think about the impact um, of the products and services and of the people of GATA members and what they mean to build America, to build local communities, I find that to be noble, noble as hell. And the stories that I've heard from GATA members about commitment to the customers, commitment to um, to innovation, right? Commitment to continued growth for the good of the local community and the growth of the employees. The goodness of, 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 of taking a family-owned business and, 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 and going through the transition to make it an ESOP um, so that the longevity and the stability, so that the employees know that we're in this playing the long game for you. Um, I, I find it to be super, super, super uh, noble. Um, yeah, those are some of the things. What are the key takeaways that you want members to walk out of this panel discussion with? Great question. So what is the biggest outcome that I want um, from those that are going to be in that room during this panel discussion? And um, I'm going to take the words from our panelists that I was just on a call preparing for, right? And I asked a similar question. And, and, and what they said is, is that together, those of us on this panel discussion, what we want to drive is the realization and the internalization that this is a fight worth fighting for. Independent family-owned businesses are critical as we've talked already on this, on this interview. And going through the fight, the difficulties, and committing, committing, what this means is committing to the development, the leadership development of 
other individuals in the organization to ensure that that we're aligned around the purpose, to ensure that there's a vision and a strategy, not just for today or tomorrow, but for the long term. Ensuring that we've developed new capabilities. All of this requires leadership development in the organization. And so our greatest hope is that we realize this is a fight worth fighting for. Sometimes we lay and we get tired. <laughs> we, we see other ways out, if you will. But this is a fight worth fighting for. And there are steps you can take. And one of those first steps is that commitment to that leadership development throughout the organization um, who are going to be the ones carrying that business forward. That's what we hope. Do you have any last messages that you want to leave attendees with before they leave for San Diego or a particular mindset that you want them to be in when they arrive? Well, this is going to be my second go-to meeting. And what I understand about these national meetings is they are fun. <laughs> so come ready for the fun. But man, the education, the education, the education, the education. And, and, and the theme of this year of building the bridge for future leaders, I think is absolutely the perfect theme, the perfect uh, uh, frame of mind um, for um, GARDA members. So I, I would encourage you, if you haven't registered yet, register. I would encourage you to look at the agenda and knowing that there's a lot of fun going on down in San Diego, prioritize those education sessions because that's what's going to um, help us all get better going forward. Um, and yes, and come prepared to understand the nobleness, the importance of what you do, and then the importance of building the bridge for future leaders. Dirk, thank you so much for being with us today. We look forward to seeing you in San Diego. We've been experiencing unprecedented disruptions in supply of our CO2 over the last couple of years with shortages, allocations, force majeure, all of these things that are greatly impacting your business as gas distributors. Yeah, creating challenging conversations for us and conversations that we want to bring to light. And that's what the Catching Carbon podcast is all about. We invite you to come along with us weekly as we dive into different topics to help navigate the uncertain future. Find us on all platforms streaming now. Today's member news segment is brought to you by Anthony Welded Products. With carts, cradles, cages, and pallets, Anthony has a model for every purpose. Be sure to stop by the Anthony Welded Products booth 501 during this year's contact booth program at the GAUDA annual convention. We begin today with some sad news. GAUDA sends its condolences to the friends and family of John Thomas Jack Tilly, who passed away at the age of 78. Jack was a 47-year industry veteran who spent the last 27 years working for CTR. He will be missed by all who knew him. In happier news, Premier Cryogenic Services announced that it broke ground on its new Houston, Texas manufacturing facility. Gas Innovations announced that Wade Welch was appointed its Director of Mexico and Latin American Operations. Air Products was named one of America's Best Employers for Diversity in 2022 by Forbes magazine. Superflash promoted Brittany Fichter to the position of sales and marketing representative. Noble Gas Solutions announced the retirement of John Gaffney. John, we wish you well in your retirement. 
Branderman Manufacturing announced a slew of new hires and promotions. Tony Rios was named National Sales Manager for Branding Solutions, Madeline Westerhoff was named Customer Service Representative, and Sean Barry was promoted to Purchasing Manager. Holston Gases announced that it had acquired Alpine Gas Company. Middlesex Gases announced its one-of-a-kind, FDA-approved medical CO2 lab is now open for business. Cody Patrick was named OEM Direct Sales Manager for Nikiso Clean Energy and Industrial Gases Group. Elite Cryogenics announced that it will once again be auctioning a Taylor Wharton bulk tank at its booth during the contact booth program with all proceeds going to Gauda Gives Back. Metalman announced the hiring of Anthony Turnbill, Betsy Foch, and Olivia Schmidt-Weed. The IWDC announced the promotion of Tom Missler to Creative Services Manager. Weldship announced that it hired Jim Rogers as its Vice President of Business Development. The company also announced that it hired Jeff Serba as its Inside Sales Manager. To learn more about any of these member news items, or to submit member news of your own, read the full September 15th Gauda Connection in your email inbox today, or by clicking the link in the description below. Enjoy the Equigas experience. With multiple warehouses located in the United States and a diverse selection of products, Equigas has what you need in stock. And, even better, Equigas offers same-day shipping. Their sales team is ready to provide the necessary technical advice in your purchase process, and its strong technical support makes the process easy. Just send in a picture, and an Equigas representative will tell you what you really need. And Equigas keeps its customers updated by offering technical training in their facilities at no extra charge. They even offer virtual trainings. So shop Equigas today. They are your one-stop shop for the gas industry. And that's our show for this month. We can't wait to see everybody in sunny San Diego. If you haven't done so yet, it's not too late to give to this year's Gotta Gives Back charity, Alzheimer's San Diego. To learn more about the charity or to donate, click the link in the description below. And don't forget that throughout this year's annual convention, we will be sending daily convention connection emails each day with a recap of today's events and a preview of the next day. We wish everybody attending this year's show safe travels. And until then, for all of us here at Gauta Media, this is Steve Guillermo signing off.